the day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Henny Cup, dude. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Zeka. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, before we get uh, deep into the show here and talk about what's happening, I uh, want to give uh, Wendy, my better half, uh, a shout out here. It's her birthday, and uh, we just want to applaud her and for putting up for me, putting up with me and all these years. And uh, she looks great, and I love her dearly. Yes, happy birthday, Wendy. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we got Arvina Martin on today, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, along with a check-in from Arroyo White Eagle uh, about what's happening uh, around the Twin Cities and maybe checking in on the play that she's in uh, that we've we've witnessed ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So Roya is also a cast member of A Christmas in Ochapi, which is uh, playing now at the Red Eye Theater for New Native Theater. Um, Bob Blake, we usually have on with us on every Wednesday. Uh, Bob Blake from Red Lake Solar Bear with the Solar News. Uh, but Bob unfortunately cannot make it today. So, but he wanted to. Uh, he wanted me to let everyone know that he will be back with us next Wednesday. Um, but before we get Arvina on, our Ho Chunk sister from Wisconsin, um, we can quick quickly uh, run through. I have some updates here from Native Organizers Alliance on the Dakota Access Pipeline. So um, we know that this pipeline did end up going through and it is now leaking. So the Dakota Access Pipeline is a dangerous violation of the sovereignty of the Osati Sekouan and the Standing Rock Sioux. Uh, three years after a federal judge revoked the permit allowing for the pipeline to cross the Missouri River and ordered an environmental review, the oil still flows at his as it has since, since the pipeline began operating in 2017. And now with the release of new and deeply flawed draft environmental impact statement, which was written by a member of the American Petroleum Institute uh, in a clear conflict of interest, the Army Corps of Engineers has finally opened a process for public comment. Um, So they need to hear our demand uh, to shut down the Dakota Access Pipeline. So um, every day this pipeline is in operation risks of uh, toxic oil spill, um, One poisoning of the, biggest, the Missouri River. Yeah, biggest aquifer fire, uh, aquifer uh, in that area is uh, just a humongous one, and there's water uh, that uh, feeds uh, many states in that area. And uh, this uh, Native Roots Radio is a precursor to or. Uh, an answer to uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline, no dapple and uh, the Oshete uh, camp, and uh, we were out there many times. And uh, uh, it's sad to hear this again. Uh, Trump uh, signed this the second day to let things happen, as uh, Obama took his sweet time to to block this uh, action, uh, making this pipeline, and it was very sad and sickening. And uh, um, Again, Trump the second day signed it into law to start digging again and put oil, that nasty peanut butter uh, oil, and we don't know what the the lubricant is made out of. So when it leaks, it's not just that thick peanut butter oil, but it's these uh, other toxic uh, chemicals that are going through the pipeline, Haley. It's just, uh, it is sickening, but it's good to hear an update. Yeah. So like you said, Robert, too, it's not only affecting the uh, communities around this, um, not only the Standing Rock Sioux, but also the millions of the water that that 
uh, river reaches downstream. So yeah. if um, your voice, make sure your voice is heard on this and make sure you speak out against it. Go uh, visit Native Organizers Alliance either on Facebook or Instagram. And there is a link in their bio where you can add your name and add your comments. So please go do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got uh, some, uh, speaking of water and water protecting, we got a, a panel coming up here uh, we that we'd like to tell, tell our uh, listening audience about. Yes. So this is a water rights, local justice, advocacy, art, and native perspective panel discussion at All My Relations Arts. Uh, this will be happening this Thursday, December 7th at, at All My Relations Arts with NACD. Uh, this discussion will be on water rights, activism, and advocacy through Native perspectives with members from Wakantipi and um, what was formerly Friends with the Falls, I believe, is now Owamni Omni Oyadapi. Our friend, uh, what, Shelly Buck and uh, Maggie Lorenz will be on that panel? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is Thursday, December 7th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. It is free and open to the public at... All My Relations Arts, 1414 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. And the moderated uh, by Water Protector will be Tara Widner with panelists Shelly Buck, Gabby Minoman, and Maggie Lorenz. Yeah, well, let's give them the applause, too. I love using this button. And right. snacks and light refreshments will be provided. Well, just a second here, Haley. Keep talking because I got to hit the snooze or snooze button. Sneeze <laughs> button. Yeah. Well, if you are also in Minneapolis tomorrow and you're looking for something to do before going to this water panel, uh, please take it. Uh, please take advantage of the opportunities and the resources that NAC has available, Native American Community Clinic. Um, monthly, they do cedar ceremonies, and one will be taking place tomorrow, Thursday, December 7th at 5 p.m. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, check in with those guys. Those uh, uh, that group is uh, a doer, and our friend. Uh, all of them are our friends, but you know, uh, Alex uh, Buffalohead is our good friend who uh, shares this information with us. So it's uh, really exciting. Yes, shout out Al. She always gives really great updates. Um, and Al is also a part of a band with her mom. They are called. It's a native band. They're called a uh, Blue Dog. Um, and they do a lot of really great, fun covers, and they're all over where you get your music, so check them out. Yeah, well, don't forget her dad. Her dad's in the band, too. Yes, yes, her <laughs> whole family. They're very talented. Right, exactly. Uh, and it's really funny, too, because uh, Alex is pretty mellow in person, and then she's uh, she's out there uh, doing the band thing and singing rock and roll and uh, doing that dual personality thing. Yes, which we love. Definitely. Well, we're really excited to have Arvina on, and I see her there. We should probably just pop her on and uh, and say hello, and then uh, uh, preempt. Uh, we got a minute left. Let's uh, add Arvina on. Welcome, Arvina. Good to see you. I love the bangs. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my haircut since I last been on. Sort of, I think. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, Ben. Since then, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, definitely. We're great to see you and uh, got a lot to talk about here. We only got a minute left in this segment, but uh, politically things are happening and uh, our friends in Wisconsin, things are happening. I saw you got a selfie with Dallas Goldtooth, too. You can tell us about what happened that night. Uh, I love Dallas here. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. Well, cool. Hey, um. So, Arvina, how are things uh, with uh, your executive director of Emerge Wisconsin? How are things going uh, with your organization? Going pretty well. We are still accepting applications. We know that there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about, um, <clears throat> who who may be thinking about running, but are not sure with all the lawsuits and everything before the um, Supreme Court in Wisconsin. So, we're keeping it open. Um, our applications open because we know that the situation is kind of evolving day by day, and won't, we won't know until it's time <laughs> until they decide. Well, happen. We'll be. Let's talk more about that in the next segment. Really yeah. appreciate it. We have uh, Arvina Martin, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, and of course, it's the Ho Chunk Show right now. So we're going to be excited, and uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Yeah, die. 
I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Did you know there are easy ways to support your child's brain development during their critical early years from age 0 to 3? Little Moments Count is a website which provides tools to help parents engage in simple, everyday activities like talking, playing, reading, and singing with their children. Visit littlemomentscount.org for resources and support in giving your child a strong foundation for a lifetime of learning. That's littlemomentscount.org. littlemomentscount.org. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with uh, our good friend and sister here, Arvina Martin, director of Emerge Wisconsin and uh, all-around cool Ho-Chunk. Uh, it's always good. Uh, we, we love your energy, and people feel your energy over the airwaves. Yay! It's such positive to have you have you on and uh, talk about things. I want to go a little down that uh, that uh, um, tunnel or well or whatever, and what's going on, any updates on uh, the Republicans and their lawsuits. Oh, my gosh. Could you talk about that? <laughs> Well, I, I don't have any updates about the lawsuits about um, the the gerrymandering case. However, mm-hmm. we do have an update on another lawsuit involving Republicans. Um, the the ten uh, fake electors uh, today decided to settle their civil their civil suit, um, <clears throat> and they had to agree. Like they had to write something to the Wisconsin state government that said that Joe Biden won that election. Um, and <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh my God. Um, they are, and they are not allowed to be um, electors in 2024, nor any other ballot that Trump is on. I think they're getting off pretty easy. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm wondering kind of how this admit uh, admission i guess is mm-hmm. uh going to potentially play into future you know does this become more fodder for trump's lawsuits you know uh, electors saying yeah yeah no we knew he didn't win biden mm-hmm. won i mean it's it's I, I am not a legal person, so I have no idea. Maybe I'm off base. <laughs> no, I think you're right on base. And it's uh, adding on to more of these 90-plus um, uh, things against Trump uh, can just not be any better. We see, we see. I don't know if you saw this, but McCarthy's not uh, running for re-election, and he was one of the Republican golden boys in 2006, That uh, the dream team that got elected way back when. And uh He's uh, taking his toys and going home now after uh, <laughs> the MAGAs kicked him out. Yeah, well, him and um, uh, I'm not remember the I can't remember the other guy's name. The guy who was the temporary speaker. He's not running for re-election either. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
we'll see what happens with Mike Johnson. Maybe he, by the end of the, <laughs> the month, oh. that maybe he won't even be running for re-election. Who knows? The, the sad thing about Johnson is he's originally from Minnesota. Ah. Did you know that? Oh, we're not going to no, bring that up again. My head doesn't really work for radio. Sorry about that. <laughs> we won't bring um, that up again, but uh, shoot. the. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's too bad he didn't stick around long enough to uh, kind of <laughs> develop that mid- nice Midwest, uh, you know, sensibility. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how's our, our friend uh, Protosewicz uh, doing? Is uh, she still she's still being sued? She's, I, I believe she's still being sued. I, I can't remember um, at this point because can I actually tell So she's doing great. Can I tell you about another lawsuit with Republicans yes. Yes. in Wisconsin? This one with tribes? Yeah, let's hear it. I don't know if you have heard about it, but um, Governor Evers is suing, um, I believe, the, the legislature uh, because the Joint Finance Committee did not approve um, – to return uh, uh, funds from gaming back mm-hmm. to Bad River and um, uh, was Lacta Flambeau, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're both missing their the money that they are owed under their compacts. And then I believe yesterday the uh, the poo hit the fan when they when some state senators and representatives started talking in the press about about the tribal leaders saying that they didn't do what they were supposed to do and the tribal leaders saying here here's the letter that we sent that was us doing something and no response um Mm -hmm. and it's yikes a a lot of mud is starting to to fly yeah and uh i know those two tribes uh the other tribes talked about not collecting their money in in uh in uh protest of this uh it's a big deal in indian country being talked about uh especially with the the native governments in wisconsin yeah and and for lack de flambeau having those having the to to barricade the streets or roads because they they weren't paying for their fair share of it yeah. you know wow yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then we're surprised when it happened. All, Definitely all, shocked. Pikachu is the meme, or just like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you could have probably guessed this is like the reaction was going to be. <laughs> yeah, but, well, that there is some anger going on for sure, and absolutely. I don't know, and a lot of entitlement. Yeah, yeah. and thank goodness for uh, Governor Evers. I mean suing those guys for withholding money to the tribes and their compact. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And this is, I, w- I wish I had more information on this. This is kind of a developing story. Um, but it's nice to see that governor Evers has, has the tribes backs on this. Um, you know, I, it's, it's hard to go against the joint finance committee and it's great to have an ally like governor Evers to go, go to bat for you. This is a little off subject, but how, you know, the next election for Governor Evers, isn't he going to be around 74 years old? Is he going to be uh, running again, do you think? Uh, Or are we looking for a new governor to take his place? Because Wisconsin was very trippy. Our our senator going up against Ron Johnson lost, but yet uh, Evers won. So it was like Mm -hmm. confusing for this out-of-stater. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Wisconsin is very, very purple. And I, you know, I think we always have been pretty a pretty purple state. Um, gerrymandering makes it look like we're a lot more conservative than we are. But, you know, people that know how to look at those maps and population densities and, and everything know, understand that that it, it does. We do kind of tip blue, but that's not always the case. You know, it. it it varies. Um, as far as Governor Evers, you know, he's he's barely finishing um, year one on his second term. So I think he's he's I don't know if he's thinking about it yet. Maybe he is. But I have not heard any rumblings. Um, everybody here is pretty much focused on reelecting Tammy Baldwin and and uh, President Biden. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, less than a year now, Arvina. That's uh, yeah. crazy. Well, <laughs> 
you could even think, I don't know how it is in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, um, we have our spring elections every year. And <clears throat> those are for local municipal seats, like city councils, county boards, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and school boards. And so we have to, even before we think about the presidential election, we need to think about these small town school boards and, and areas where, um, you know, we don't have a lot of representation, particularly for natives. So, you know, any, any wonk shit folks out there uh, and you, you should think about running for school board. You've been through school, you have experience, you know, we need, we need native voices out there. Especially in our areas, especially like Black River Falls, where we have uh, 25% of the kids are uh, native or Ho-Chunk for that matter. And uh, we need yeah. some representation. And to my understanding, there is no representation. Well, and I, I remember helping Nehoma Thundercloud run for um, for a school board. And she served for two terms. And that was the first time that I got to use my eMERGE training to help out someone that wasn't affiliated with the program. So I felt really excited about going over and having nachos with her at, at um, Cinco's, <laughs> having nachos and putting together a campaign uh, plan. Um, so, you know, it's not unprecedented. There, there have been Native people on the school board there, but we need more. And we need more than one. Right. You know, it, it doesn't have to just be one. You know what I I like, uh, Arvina, and if you don't mind uh, bringing this up again and talking yeah. about a lot of the the people that have gone through Emerge uh, through the country, uh, through the United States that have gone through Emerge, and just uh, the 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 list is really cool, and uh, and it's for uh, BIPOC people and our women, mm-hmm. and and there's a, a a list of people that I was really excited to hear about. Yeah, um, if you're looking at nationwide, um, some of our alums include Secretary Deb Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, the The story is that the first, the first Emerge alum who is in a, in a class by herself, um, because Emerge was founded out of efforts of a group of women to get now Vice President Kamala Harris elected to the District Attorney's Office in San Francisco. Wow. So out of out of the work of those women working to elect our now vice president is how uh, my organization emerge uh, came to be, and then they started uh, you know putting their efforts out nationwide, and yeah, those um, uh, Congresswoman Lucy McBath, um, I'm totally totally blanking on names. There's a, the first trans person elected to a state legislature and state Senate. Um, Senator elected Danica Rome from Virginia. Um, and I, I've got so many, but now I'm, of course, that you've been asked me to list them. I can't remember them all. Well, <laughs> Abigail Sandor from, from Virginia is one. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep periodically throwing them out there if you don't mind. <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, sorry to, uh, to, uh, um, sneak up on you with that question but i just yeah. think it's such a great story especially when we hear deb holland and uh and uh, as a single single mother running and getting support from emerge mm-hmm. and uh that's yeah. what you do and that's what we need to do yeah and in wisconsin we can't forget our secretary of state sarah godlewski she's amazing right on you're amazing we're with arvina martin uh, executive director of merge wisconsin and we're going to be right back after this short break Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live and and let howl. As we gear up for the holidays, let's keep our friends, relatives, and elders protected from COVID-19. Even though the emergency declaration is over, COVID-19 is still a concern, especially for those with compromised immune systems. 
So when you get together this holiday season, opt for outdoor gatherings if weather permits or well-ventilated indoor spaces. And here's a tough one. If you're feeling unwell before your gathering, stay home. It may not be much fun, but it goes a long way towards keeping our cherished elders healthy. After your event, keep an eye on your health. Test if you notice symptoms. If you're traveling in crowded places like airports, put on a mask for that extra layer of protection. Let's make this holiday season the healthiest ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more tips, visit health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. End-of-life decisions are not easy to make. Hi, I'm Mary T. of Mary T. Hospice Care. It's important to make sure that this difficult time is meaningful and comforting to you and your loved ones. Our hospice team provides an individualized program of physical, emotional, spiritual, and practical care so your loved one is comfortable and not in pain. At Mary T. Hospice, we understand that choosing the right hospice care provider can be overwhelming, but we're here to assist you. Learn more today at MaryTInc.com. Tune in every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. for a full hour celebrating LGBTQ stories, culture, and entertainment in Minnesota with This Queer Book Saved My Life and The Gailey Show. Can't catch the shows live? Then listen through your favorite podcasting app. Plus, you can watch The Gailey Show anytime on AM 950's YouTube channel or Facebook page. For all the details, visit thisqueerbook.com or am950radio.com. We'll see you Saturdays at 2 p.m. or anytime via podcast, YouTube, or Facebook. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612 919 5526. 612 919 5526. Or autotech.org. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 31, Thursday sunny with a high near 53, and Friday sunny with a high around 47. Crooner's Supper Club invites you to check out the stylish Maggie's Lounge before or after your show. With a welcoming atmosphere, it's the perfect place to catch up with friends before or after a show. Open Wednesdays through Saturdays beginning at 4.30. Stop by for cocktails and light bites. More at croonersloungemn.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by J.S. Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Only the good stuff keeps us awake. Yes, I love their coffee. Steve's Blend is the best. It's dark. It's tasteful. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, Haley and Arena, and this is more of a, a test to uh, Haley, uh, because I know in Wisconsin, too, you have this, but it's called something else. What time of year is it now, Haley? Oh, it's time to register and get your health insurance in check. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? Yes. So in Minnesota, we're really lucky to have this resource, Minsure. Uh, They help you navigate your health insurance and they make it a lot easier and they connect you with local experts to guide you through the process. So check out Minsure.org. Wow. Do they have anything groovy like that in uh, Wisconsin, Irvina? I don't know. I I'm good with my health insurance, so I haven't needed to look. I should I feel like I should know this. Oh my goodness, you caught me off guard again. What? Oh no. We better have, one night. No. You should have a pre-production meeting so I don't do this because that's not my that's not my style. Darn. No worries, no worries. Well, uh Ho-Chunk, uh, uh, I know a couple Ho-Chunk legislators were at the Capitol this uh, 
uh, Tuesday, and uh, they were really honoring the Code Talkers, and we're really excited about what's going on there in Wisconsin. Um, Arvina, do you have a? Did you see that? I didn't actually see that. I must have been very, very immersed in in work and everything. Oh, also, kiddos basketball, um, yes. and. Also, something that I'll mention at the end that's very exciting um, at the end of the show. But I, I didn't see about it, but I think it it's well-deserved. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's, a, it's, it's such an important part of our American history and our Ho-Chunk history, but also our Wisconsin history. Um, you know, I, I really think that, that, that Wisconsinites should be proud of the efforts of uh, the, our Ho-Chunk code, uh, code talkers. They did an incredible thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, Senate Bill 633, Ho-Chunk, World War II Code Talkers Memorial Highway. Uh, an amazing and heartwarming testimony was given by today by tribal members of the Ho-Chunk Nation at the Capitol in Madison, Wisconsin, one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, <laughs> their hard work and dedication was inspirational. Um, uh, section of Interstate I-90 from Minnesota border to Tomo, will be de- designated as Ho-Chunk Code Talkers Memorial Highway. Yay! That means I'll get to drive it with a certain amount of frequency. That's right. <laughs> when you come join, when you come and uh, watch concerts here in Minnesota. or ooh, Oh, that's too, yeah. I was thinking about was, going up the blocker. Did you hear how I said Minnesota? That was not good. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. What do you mean? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Now oh, geez. Really going, going off the deep end. I just got over COVID, Arvina, and uh, oh, dear. Uh, I'm using COVID brain here right now. It happens. I I had The first time I had COVID in particular, I felt like I was useless for like six months. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully I'm not. Well, you know, let's uh, swing back now. Did I see you are now out of officially out of retirement? Uh, the yes. roller. And what I, I forgot, what was your name as a, a roller person? Donna Stunner. <laughs> yeah. I I am an unabashed and unironic lover of disco music. I think it's the best. And the queen of disco is obviously Miss Miss Donna Summer. So I had to take my name after her. And and yeah, I'll be playing for my first bout since twenty eighteen, I think. Wow. Uh, twenty nineteen. Um, this Saturday at the at the uh, arena at the Coliseum at the Alliant Energy Center. I don't know what we're calling it these days. And now I feel bad about that again, even though I totally plan to talk about this. Um, <laughs> but this time it's my, yeah. But yeah, I've been re- making my return to the track, being a blocker for the Vaudeville Vixens. Yay! That's awesome. Vaudeville Vixens. That's great. So how, you, as a blocker, you will block somebody that tries to score. Is that is that how that goes? I can't remember. I mean, how that's, that's roller- the main job. In, in roller derby, when you're a blocker, you're trying to prevent the the other team's jammer she's the one that scores points you want to you want to stop her but you also want to uh be able to get your your jammer out of a stuck stuck situation sorry um and so sometimes you have to go up and play offense for her and actually i think that roller derby is the only team sport where you play offense and defense at the same time so we don't have defensive or i mean it no, no, jammers can be offense or defensive too, but they're trying to block another jammer, which is kind of a little bit longer. But so there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening on the track, and you know you want to keep your eye on the opposing team's jammer so you can stop her, but you also want to make sure that you're looking out for somebody trying to play offense on you, mm-hmm. um, all while, while standing precariously on eight wheels. <laughs> yeah. Then they have different color helmets, right? We all wear helmets of our own choosing these days. Oh, yeah. oh used to, well, I'm thinking of my childhood when it used to be on uh, TV. And yeah, when I was on Team Greece, we all had we all had helmets, but that's because they the company gave us helmets. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's that's awesome, and that's uh, definitely working your core. You know, rollerblading. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then trying to t- absorb a hit from somebody that wants you yeah. on the floor and trying to stay yeah. upright—that's that's some that's more work too. <laughs> is there ever any a breakout like you know the old Rodney Dangerfield line was? I was at a 
uh, a boxing match and a hockey game broke out. Uh, is there any anything like that going on anymore? No, we we you will get tossed out of a game so fast for even attempting or trying to get close to attempting to start a fight. Um, so we all want to be on the track to play and, and, and getting kicked out means that somebody has got to set a penalty for you and you can't skate anymore. So we all behave. (laughs) That's good. And then how long is uh, each match? So a bout would be, or, or game is, um, uh, 60 minutes. There's two 30 minute halves and each, uh, 30 minute half half is divided into what we call jams and that's like the time when you when the jammer starts and and tries to make us make some points score some points and then that ends and then a new set of skaters come out and that's another jam if that so, makes sense uh, yeah it does so when i was uh young and uh you know a little before teenager we'd go to roller rinks and i was really good going uh left to right but going right to left, I don't think I could do it. Do they switch the direction? No, some people think we should, but I think it, we tried to play one time in a practice um, opposite direction. It was really, really hard. And it <laughs> got to the point where we were like, mm, this is probably not the safest thing we could do. <laughs> let's let's right. go back the other way. <laughs> is, the, is the track still kind of uh, like in the old days where it's kind of uh, tilted, where you have a upper and lower and a fence up on top? No, we or play, there, there are still banked track leagues out there. I don't know how many of them there are after the pandemic. Um, but we play flat track. So it's just the same kind of oval just laid out on the floor. So it's nice because we can play anywhere. What, uh, what's the, I I guess, what's the cost to come see this? Oh my goodness. Um, I believe our tickets are about 10 bucks. Um, let me, I'm like, let me look that up. <laughs> we just have uh, uh, like about three more minutes here until we got to take a break. Was there something else that you wanted to share towards the end here, Arvina? Oh, that was my exciting news. My was the was the return to roller derby. So, oh, it's oh, got me. Cool. But if you go look up um, Madison Roller Derby uh, dot, I believe it's MadisonRollerDerby.com. And uh, you can find out for tickets. And if you're in Madison, come check us out on Saturday. Yay! Yeah, definitely, definitely. Arvina, thank you so much for coming on and uh, really uh, talking to us about what uh, what's going on in Wisconsin. As you know, we're on 18 stations in Wisconsin, so it's great to have Woo-hoo. you on. And, and also, we got a, a little time here, and I don't know how our Minnesota fans will like this, but uh, oh. Green Bay's on a roll. We we are. I I have been pleasantly surprised. I thought we wouldn't get to that this point of being able to play until maybe this time next year. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I'm just I'm also kind of like holding my breath because, you know, I don't want to breathe the wrong dire- direction and then that be the whole butterfly effect that makes us lose again. <laughs> Well, you sound like a Minnesota fan now saying that you guys have all those titles and we're like, we're like a butthurt over here about our (laughs) only one title in 1969, but that was uh, because it was an AFL and NFL. Oh, oh, (laughs) it's sad. We're we're very sad here with our sports teams. Well, thank goodness. The Twins have have done better than the Brewers. You, You guys have that and we don't have a hockey team. And we have uh, a a women's basketball team that uh, won four championships or four or five in a row at one time. Yeah, and didn't um, Megan Rapinoe's wife play for them? Sue Bird? Yes, yes. She played for Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, I need – there's too many sports now. I need to keep them all. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I just stay stay with baseball myself because I have that peanut brain right now, and I love baseball. <laughs> and uh, I still think I can go out and play baseball, but I'm 62, and I'll, I'll break a hip if I if I do that. It's too fast for me now. Oh well, oh well. well a lot about baseball, though. Yeah, I know enough where I can't play it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> do you know enough to know the number of days before pitchers and catchers? Oh, it's in February, but uh, right now is uh, the trading. They're all meeting. It's oh. the winter meetings where they're trading and signing players. And 
Wow. Um, the Twins have lost three of their really good pitchers, and that's what they were known for last year. And sounds like uh, ownership's not going to be uh, paying as much in salary this year. But Milwaukee has some problems with uh, their manager went to the Cubs. That was sad in a way. He's have- from Milwaukee. Gosh, it would that was that was tragic. I I have people my Facebook feed was all full of people that were just I mean, I, apparently he had said he'd never want to go to the Cubs or anything so that he when he did it was just like, "Ah! Oh, come and on." I and I didn't realize what good a record he had all these years managing the Brewers. I was like really pleasantly shocked that cuz I remember him as a ball player. Um so the console, right? Yeah, council, yep. right? Yeah. Well, Arvina, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, yeah. we'll for we'll, me. we'll send you uh, we'll email you some questions next time so we don't surprise <laughs> you. <with this. laughs> All right, great to see you. Thank you so so much. You too. <laughs> see you. That's uh, Arvina, uh, executive director of Emerge Wisconsin and part time host of Native Roots Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Unveil the captivating world of Native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts Native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of Indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. As we gear up for the holiday season, let's prioritize the safety of our community, especially our cherished elders and loved ones. As you plan your holiday gatherings, remember, whether you're young or in good health, you could still unknowingly spread COVID-19. The key to a safer celebration is getting vaccinated. The newest vaccines are authorized, effective against current variants, and FDA approved for ages six months and up. So here's the call to action. Be a vaccinative. Protect yourself and your loved ones. Getting vaccinated before your holiday gatherings is a powerful way to ensure a safer and happier time for everyone. Let's honor our elders by preserving their wisdom and stories for generations to come. So be a vaccinative this holiday season. Find more information including clinics with free vaccines at vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? Hey, you know what time it is again? It's not Minsure time, Haley. It is time for Royal White Eagle, our entertainment correspondent. Uh, and oh, she's waving. Or this is a radio show, Royal. You got to speak. Uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio. Or, or, or okay. Yeah. I know we only have a limited amount of time. Uh, hello, Haley and Robert. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. You're the star. I I don't want to. Uh, uh, say too much about how much of a star you are in this uh, uh, this play you're in because there's people walking around and I don't want them to hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've got uh, there's some tech going on and driving. So, but I, you know, I wanted to uh, start by being here on the stage because I promised last week to show you the crocodile in all yeah. its glory. Oh. Yes. yes, you thought in the so, show. We thought it was real at first. 
<laughs> yes. So Roy is talking about the production for New Day Theater, uh, Christmas in Ochapi, which takes yes. place. It's a family in the Everglades. So there is a fake alligator. Yeah, a yeah. Mikasuki. Sort of the and ham at, at Christmas. I guess it's alligator. So. Well, and then my my uh, he knew uh, Jalisa plays a vegan, and we were really su- oh, surprised and happy. Well, there's part of her scene is that where she actually gets nauseous and actually, as they say, she's going to blow chunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, have a great part in this, and uh, we were really happy to see you uh, as a police officer, and. Uh, and it was great to see you after the play, too, and get some selfies. I'm still waiting for those yeah. to come up, by the way. I was going to say I auditioned to be a real police officer in St. Paul, but it wasn't an audition. I was testing for it, but they didn't uh, They didn't accept me, so that's probably best. That's the irony here. Wow, that's <laughs> fun. How many, years ago, how many years ago was that? Oh, when I first came up here, I don't want to have to say... You know wow. how it is, Robert? A gentleman never asks and a lady never tells. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a few years ago. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, that's too bad because I think about that time I was still drinking and going crazy. You might have been able to bust me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <laughs> character here in the play called Donnie Boy that we were talking about the backstory for the police officer, Patty. Maybe she's picked him up quite a few times. <laughs> exactly. So how's the response been? Because I know uh, the crowd we were with just loved the play. And uh, it's oh, just. Saturday was almost sold out. Sunday was. They had started adding rows. So that it's been really good. We're hoping it'll pick up again starting tonight through the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, what else can you tell us about it? That's, uh, I guess let's talk about the times and, uh, uh, the ticket prices and, and what they can do and where it's at. Oh yeah. That's well, it's uh pay what you can. They're suggesting $35 if you can afford that. And you go to Brown paper tickets. You can make your reservation seven thirty on Wednesday through Saturday nights and 2 PM on Sunday afternoons. And we play for Two more weekends. So uh, Sunday, December 17th, will be the last performance at 2 p.m. So get out there and get those tickets because they may not be available. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, uh, my other daughter, Jelaine, was saying today. So I think as a family, we're going to try to make that last show for sure. Great. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll look forward to seeing you. Well, we'll come out, and I'll be lurking, and I'll, I'll when I start feeling a little better, I'll come out, too, and uh, to a couple more shows before that, too. We loved it. Okay. Yeah, producer of yours along, too. That was great to see her and finally meet her, you know, I was going to say in the flesh, but I mean, <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> flesh, bones, and body, or whatever, bones, yes. uh, whatever you want to call it. Vessel and spirit and all. It was great to meet you in person, too, Roya. Yeah, there we go, in person. Okay, all right. Well, well we're getting the alligator dressed right here. See, you can see oh, it. wow. Adding a little, oh. well, you can see a little bit of the blood. That's I don't know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He's got enough time. He's he's a star here. Well, I really liked uh, what I saw when we we got to walk on the stage afterwards, and I got to see that close up picture of uh, Thomas riding a, a bison. Yes. <laughs> Maybe next week I can show you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, there's a well, lot of really great design products that went into the cat, the set, and everything, and it's cool. There's oh, a lot yeah. of hidden gems. Oh, don't they call those eggs uh, Easter eggs or something like that, Roya? Uh, I can't remember that. No, don't. Uh, no, you know, I, I forget my lines enough as it is, so don't be. <laughs> so, well, you you can ad lib though. We we saw that you uh, you got it down. You know, just to, <laughs> all those years of experience and wanting to be a police officer, you got it. Well, well, with those two hours you and I do occasionally on my show as well. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we have to do that uh, with the season coming up. And, hey, why don't you tell everyone real quick about your show? Oh, Friday nights, 6 p.m. Uh, this week is going to be an all-musical program because I've had to record it ahead of time. So we're going to have some great artists from around Turtle Island, courtesy of Indigenous TV. So check it out if you're – and then keep feed it over here. You can get a ticket – because we start at 7.30 evening performances. Mine is 6 to 7 p.m. on KFEI 90.3 FM in Minneapolis and streaming on kfei.org. 
Yeah, Roya, you've been doing that for a long time, and you're a mainstay here in uh, uh, the radio uh, genre here of Native Americans here in Minnesota, and I just got to give you that quick shout out there. Yeah, well, that that's high praise coming from that deep, baritone, basal voice of yours. Well, that's because I have a cold now. Is it sounding really good? <laughs> okay. So, I believe uh, next Tuesday uh, from the cast of A Christmas in Ochabi, we're going to actually have Jaleesa back on. And uh, this time she'll be bringing with her the um, the costume designer, Amber, uh, of Leech Lake, okay. Okay. and also James Harvin, who plays Uncle Leroy. He is Rapanoic and uh, Mexican, and I forget, maybe what uh, African-American. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, and so when you go, when you do this, because I was telling people uh, when I watched it, I said, I want to come and watch it again, not because I thought it was going to be better, but because it was such a good play the first day I saw it, a Friday. So uh, I know a couple of people said, well, it's going to get better. And I thought, well, it's really good right now. So do you feel like the energy of, uh, of performance just uh, plateauing and peaking? There was Thomas. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Jump in here. Yeah. Oh, no. It's The cast is really gelling. I think we're hitting our stride. Everybody's trusting each other. All, you know, all that st- type of uh, acting stuff. There you go. Somebody's flying in the background there. I think that's Genevieve, who plays yeah. Virginia, uh, Draskovic's wife. Uh, what is it? Oh, Bo Wheatley. Yeah, there she is. Okay. All right. Well, I just got to give her props. That's well, we, just, we just lost Roya. Oh, no. um, I... Oh, you're on mute, Roya. It accidentally muted. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, technical difficulties. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's only her second play, and I would never know that. She is awesome and um, amazing. amazing actor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They all are. Yeah. They really are. That's a, that's a good point. So do you think that's part of casting, or do you think the actors come in and, and are able to melt into the part? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I'm just an actor. (laughs) (laughs) If if I was more than, if I had aspirations more to that, I'd be directing or casting or whatever, producing, raising money. So that's acting enough for me. (laughs) Well, you did a great job and you're doing a great job. Can't wait to see you again. Uh, Haley, one more shout out, uh, the information about the, uh, the play. Yes, at Christmas in Ochapi, this is New Native Theater, and you can get your tickets at Brown Paper Bag or newnativetheater.org. Thank you so much, Roya, for stopping in and giving us an update. You do great. Everyone, go see the play. It's on tonight, 7, uh, 7.30, believe, right? Weekend and then on uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Be sure to say hello to your lovely bride and yes. happy birthday. Oh, definitely. Thanks, Roy. I really appreciate it. I'll let her know. Hey, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now.